0: what's up friends welcome back to the dark waters i'm your host josh it's friday afternoon i hope everyone had a great week but it's friday it's uh it's time to crack open some beers and get ready for the weekend um shit i'm ready to go fishing uh probably gonna go fishing in the morning hopefully sunday um my dad just got into town pretty excited about that i uh, hadn't seen him since the whole covid thing happened he lives in delaware so um uh, he's been on the uh, new york naughty list uh, as far as states, you know, for states being restricted. So uh, finally got taken off the list, and they're going to come up. They're, they're here, and we'll probably drink some beer and have some good times. Uh, really looking forward to that. Um, not much else is going on for me this weekend. It's kind of a lay low. Uh, no tournaments up here that I know of. Uh, but uh, let me know what's going on with you this weekend. Uh, tag me some pictures uh share me some stories let me know what's going on i uh, love hearing from you guys and the best part about this podcast is the uh the interaction i get to have with you guys so uh let me know what's going on um let's see no big changes with me uh the only well actually so yeah i got the the, the uh, new york state championship coming up uh in the, the month that's on lake oneida it's gonna be good it's good for me because that's that's my lake uh i live right on it or like five minutes from it so hopefully I can do good and redeem you know my shitty season. But uh, still, it's gonna be good to see everyone. We got a lot of great anglers up here, so who knows how that thing's gonna go. Uh, but uh, really looking forward to that and having everyone up around here. Uh, maybe we will get together, drink some beers, you know, catch some fish, uh, have some laughs, uh, whatever. But still, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good event for us. Um, and then uh, the wife just gave me the okay for uh, the Chickamauga over uh, in November for the Bass Master or Bass Nation. Uh, really looking forward to that. That's uh, it's gonna be cold up here, so it'd be nice to get away from the uh, cold weather and go down there and hang out with everyone. You know, catch some fish, drink some beers. Uh, you know, that that that'll probably be that will definitely be it for my uh, 2020 season. Uh, I imagine the moment I come home from Tennessee, the uh, the kayak goes in the storage. Um, uh, get all my fishing gear packed up and get ready for 2021. I'm already excited about 2021. Um, this this year came in. We did the best we could and but it's it's about over. Uh came in with the whole COVID thing and it's just been wild and crazy, but uh went by pretty fast, I think. Um but yeah, 2021. I can't wait to see the schedule start coming out and start putting up, you know, putting things together and see what I'm gonna do next year. Uh but so with that being said, with me doing the whole uh chick thing, um I'll probably keep the podcast going until about November. uh um, you know, whatever. December will definitely definitely gonna take shut shut uh, shut down the uh, podcast in December. Uh, take at least a month off, and then um, maybe come back in January and, and start getting getting things ready and guests on in January. But uh, yeah, this year went by fast. But uh, anyways, I got too much else to talk about um obviously you know i've been talking about them a lot x zone lures capital d capital w you get yourself a discount on some plastic uh capital d capital w 15 to get yourself a discount on some plastics uh but yeah i love x uh good people there uh outdoorsman coffee uh david cruz veteran fellow kayak angler support your own good people um those are my supporters uh so my guests for this episode uh Adam Milstead, I think, I, yeah, Adam Milstead, uh, form, retired UFC fighter, uh, cool dude, man, like, I, I saw his, uh, Instagram, you know, saw he was in the kayak bass fishing, uh, I'm a big, big MMA guy, uh, love MMA, uh, gave it a shot years ago, and just absolutely sucked at it, uh, <laughs> never made it past my second amateur fight, but, uh, still, just love the sport, uh, I still train, so it's it just, it's it just, it was cool to talk to, you know, someone within our sport, who uh you know who who does something else as big as compete on you know the biggest stage in mixed martial arts um and it was it was cool man he's got a humbling story uh you know just whatever it's cool to hear people you know who've been to like you know some of the places he's been you know on the on the platforms that he had to stand on and you know where he's at now and you know he's just loving life you know catching fish shooting birds or you know whatever but uh what what a great guy i don't yeah, you know, it it, it, was, it was a pleasure having him on the podcast, and look forward to having him on again. Can't wait to see how he does. I think he's doing Chickamauga with when I'm doing it, so I'm sure we'll run into each other. But uh, Adam Milstead, people, uh, make sure you give him a follow. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got, guys. I uh, hope everyone have a great weekend. Be safe, uh, and we'll be back Monday. Uh, talk to you soon, ciao. <laughs> all right adams welcome to the dark waters uh thanks for coming on tonight thanks man thanks for having me so cool man, we were supposed to have you on earlier, but you had to go kill birds. Did you uh were you successful in that? I was
1: successful. well I shouldn't say very successful, but I killed two doves today. Good. I exercised my right to uh carry arms and uh hunt. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> good to go, but, good to you know, go, man. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad to have you on the show. Uh you know, like there's two sports that I like a lot obviously kayak bass fishing and uh mma just because they're two sports that in some way or another i participated in obviously I, you know I, I compete in kind of bass fishing and years ago i thought i wanted to be an mma fighter and a few amateurs showed me that there was a different route that i should take in life and i'm really grateful uh for for the lesson they taught me but uh i still love the sport i still train jujitsu three four times a week uh, i've been doing that for a while now so i know it's cool to have someone in, you know someone new to the show instead of just all the uh you know the, the people that I normally talk to. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, man. Um, MMA is definitely it's uh, it was a hell of a road to travel when I when I first started doing it. But uh, I mean, persistence is key. No matter how you know I I've been injured so many damn times in the sport, it's crazy. But uh, you know I uh, was pretty successful at it for a little bit.
0: Right. So uh, before we go any further, man, like if you ever come back on the show, you want to do it again. But just because it's your first time, if you don't mind, just kind of like, introduce yourself, kind of who you are, what you've done, what you're you know what you're doing now and, and you just kind of shit like that yeah
1: uh so guys my name is adam Milstead. Um i'm a former ufc fighter turned extreme kayak fisherman um <laughs> i don't know that's the best way to put it but you know anything that has to do with kayak fishing man i love it um i would love to go down and fish for reds and fish on a chesapeake bay and of course i do uh you know competitions and Ever since I got out and retired from uh, fighting in the UFC, I decided that I really wanted to kind of uh, keep that competitive edge, so I decided to get into kayak fishing and do it on a uh, competitive level. Um, I've always been a big fisherman. Ever since I grew up, my dad showed me how to fish, and I loved it. Uh, grew up on the Chesapeake Bay in Southern Maryland. Um then eventually, at age nineteen, uh, unfortunately, he passed away and asleep one night, and I was kind of like left on my own, so I moved up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where I live right now uh, and attempt to play um college football, ended up tearing my a c l about third game in, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, found out I couldn't pay for the college, decided to uh drop out and uh I started fighting and fighting is kind of like what kept me in this area, and uh uh, you know, it was one one of those things. I, I wrestled my entire life, and, uh, you know, growing up in the wrestling rooms and stuff like that, kind of longed for that that feeling again, and I decided to jump into MMA. And, uh, you know, I trained, you know, about two months from my and before my first fight, and I went in, and I uh, was pretty successful at it. And my coach told me, he's like, hey, you got a bright future in this sport. Don't quit. So I took that to heart. I spent the next 11 years, and then um, – in 2016, the UFC came a call and, and um, you know, it was one of the, probably the greatest accomplishment of my life. I was able to uh, really live a dream that I'd, I kind of sought after um, right. for so long, and I dealt with so many damn injuries. I, you know, I, I tore ACL in both knees, uh, meniscus tear, meniscus tear, elbow surgery, had nose surgery, had ear surgery, um, had a lacerated liver. Um, I had tons, tons of different, different things that happened within fighting, but the, you know, it was, uh, it was all worth it when I got an opportunity to fight in the UFC. And uh, thought fighting was so, yeah. easy,
0: bro. Jeez.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, uh, you know, actually, the, the, the funny thing is, uh, fighting is the easiest part about it. It's the, it's the five, six days a week that you got to bust your butt in a gym. Um, you know, and I still work the full time job. A lot of people think that once you made the UFC and quit whatever you're doing, you can't because it's like you get a fight like once or twice a year. Right. And, you know, if you're lucky, you might get 10 to 20 grand per fight. and That's not enough to run on. I um, mean, mm-hmm. I've lived that life before where I was scraping pennies and, you know, eating peanut butter out of a jar you know, for three weeks straight just to survive and make it to the next paycheck. I know what that's like, and I never wanted to go back that way. So I, I always bust my butt at, at work, which I, I work as a corrosion technician right now for a um, pipeline company. And uh, so I worked there from anywhere from 8, 10, sometimes 12 hours a day. And then I would leave there, grab my stuff, go to the gym and train for three to four hours a night come home, get about four hours of sleep, and go back and do it again, especially during camp. Dude, it sucked. It was miserable. I hated it. And So, uh, you know, once I got out of the UFC, um, you know, I, I had a lot of ups and downs while I was going through that. Um, UFC is, is definitely, um, it's not for the faint of heart, especially if you're, um, when you understand the amount of work that you have to put in to be at that level as well as the charisma that you have to have amongst when you're on camera um, and the ability to be able to handle all the pre-media stuff and the, the hyping up fights and stuff. I was never that guy. I was never the type of guy who would go out there and start calling somebody names because I, I didn't ever want to eat my own words. You know, I don't want to right, go out there and right. say, dude, suck. I'm going to knock you out in the first round. You, you know, at, you got a jaw, jaw is glass. I'm going to break it <laughs> in, front of, in front of your mom and then get up there and, you know, get my ass kicked. And, uh, you know, I, I never wanted to be that guy. So, but, uh, you know, I, I handled it the best I could. And, you know, I went through the, the whole rigors of, uh, you know, training and, and fighting and dealing with that. And then after I retired in 2018, I laid the gloves down in the cage and I, I walked out and I really haven't really turned back to it. Every once in a while, I'll still jump in the cage if a couple of guys uh, on a local scene need some help, I'll go and spar with them and help them out a little bit. But now, man, it's like uh, it's like a, you know, a full throttle ahead on kayak fishing. I'm trying everything I can to be the best I can at it, kind of starting from scratch. Um, I used I started kayak fishing, you know, on a competitive level back in 2013, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't because training will always take precedence over right. it.
0: So yeah, that's what I was, was going to ask you, but I, I figured that was I mean, Cause one of the things that like, and this, like I really want to talk to you just a little bit. I, I promise we'll stick mostly to fishing, but not very often. Yeah. I have a, uh, you know, a former UFC fighter, but you know, back when I was training, you know, I had a few guys I trained with that, you know, that did Bellator, a few guys who were pretty big on like some of the, uh, the local search up here, the North, the Northeast, but never someone who actually, you know, made it to the spotlights and you know, had the opportunity of someone like you. I mean, I, one of your fights I saw was with Curtis Blades. I mean, that guy's just knocking on the door for a UFC championship. I mean, he's he's, he, he's not a pussy uh, at all. So, I mean, you know, one thing the that like, you know, I learned early, and one of the reasons I realized it wasn't for me, because there's a certain, like, character you got to have to be able to do that. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just know that, like, whenever I was, whenever I said to, like, just an amateur cage, just an amateur cage, and I'm looking across, like, just walking up to it, or even just standing in the back and, and knowing that there's, like, 100 or two, three, five hundred 500 people in there um i'm sick like i'm like i'm sick to my stomach i'm mm-hmm. sick all the way till i i get to the cage i get in the cage i get sicker and everyone's like oh once the bell rings you'll feel better i didn't feel better at all oh uh, they're like "Oh, once you get hit in the face or something it'll, it'll, the things will turn on I'm like nah like the whole time i'm just like shitting bricks and like just just <laughs> could not shake that and it's really weird because you know i had my two amateur fights but it followed me all the way to something as simple as the jiu-jitsu matches that i've done you know that i've been doing for years it's like I, I do not know how to shake those nerves like just standing there and knowing that i'm about to go do battle or compete and and, and people are watching it just it was something that really just there no matter how like, great i was never that great at mixed martial arts. i jumped into it in my, my late 20s and thought that it was something like i could do but but still it's just no matter how much training i could do no matter how much meditation or whatever shit i put myself through the thought of it just made me sick to my stomach and, and i don't know if it's just that way of that, 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 that high level, not high level, but that certain type of competition, it's just it's it's nerve wracking. It makes me sick. And I'm glad I walked away from it because it, it, it was just it, it hurt. Like it's almost like having an ulcer all the time.
1: Yeah, no, well, it's a, here's the thing. I, you should give yourself credit because probably ninety nine percent of the people wouldn't even made made it to the venue. You know, it's just that 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 in itself, being able to step in a cage is a hell of a feat in itself. So like, you know, dude, you did it, you know, and and you, you found, you found out that, okay, maybe, maybe not your, you know, go-to not your forte, but uh, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, you did, you did accomplish something that, like I said, 99% of the people in the world wouldn't have the balls to do. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's strange you know, when you were describing that, you know, I had to, I had a smile about it because it does make you think back of what it was like. And, you know, back in those days, especially on a local scene, the local fighting scene, uh, amateur and then early pros, it was, you know, it, you could, you didn't even know who you were going to be fighting until you signed right. a contract, times, sign the contract at the fight, because they have so many, you know, things that are trying to switch around. You couldn't really prepare. So it was just like, it was just like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And uh, I always like to try to talk to the guys, um, you know, my my teammates and everything before before they get in a fight. Because I know exactly what they're feeling, you know, because I felt it so many damn times before, you know. And uh, I, I, tell, I tell them right right before they walk out, I said, hey, hey, stop being scared. I'm like, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Yes, you are. I no, no, you're not scared of the guy. I know you're not scared of the guy. You wouldn't be stepping in if you were. I said, you're not scared of getting hurt. I know that. I've seen what the hell you did in the gym. You know, you bust your ass. I said, but you are scared of failing. And I told the guy, stop thinking that. Whatever happens, it happens. You've already accepted when you put your name in a contract. So just accept the fact that, hey, you're only in there for entertainment. You know, hell, be a great entertainer. That's right. the only thing you need to be worried about. Don't worry about going in there trying trying to to pull off the greatest knockout in you know, MMA history. Just... Go out there, fight your fight, put on a good show. That's all anybody can ask for you. And that was uh, that was something that kind of really calmed them down a little bit. It was just, you know, too many people, you, you bust your butt for like three months preparing for a fight. And it's like, man, I don't want to lose. Nobody wants to lose. But right. here's the thing. Just go out there and just, you're not really technically facing another person you're not facing another camp you're not facing your opponent what you are facing is a guy who you were last time in a cage so as long as you can be better than the last guy that you were when you entered that cage that's a win situation you know whether or not you get your hand raised or not and I think a lot of times that, that kind of helped them out man. and that was the way I looked at it too but uh you know when you were describing that like you're sitting out and you you know you're you you see your guy before you the fight before you head out, and then you're sitting in the back, you're warming up, you know, you're doing all this stuff, and then, and, and uh, all of a sudden, all of a sudden you hear the crowd go Yeah. Up, yeah. The crowd's going. You're like, uh oh. Oh no. Like, oh, that was a quick fight. Uh oh, that means I'm up next. Yeah. You know, and then that's when the, that's when the yeah. turning starts. You're like, Phew. you know, you're like this. Yeah. You're like smacking yourself in the face. But then, then there's a part of you where you have to be like you have to embrace it because you know there is no other feeling in the world than to feel to, to be there when that guy comes back to the room and says Adam you're up that that is there's no there's no crazier feeling you're ever going to feel you could jump out of I can't you could jump out of a plane you're not going to feel what it feels like for somebody to tell you you're next
0: yeah you know, so. well, no, I, well, I tell people cuz you know I'm I'm a vet. I got you know five combat deployments, and I mean, there's nothing that ever made me more nervous than when, like, like what you're saying, like the anticipation of going into the cage, or the anticipation of the person. I mean, just, what you just said remind me of everything of just like hearing the crowd cheer, seeing people come back, whatever, whether they were knocked out or hurt or some of were bloody, and it's just like oh, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> and and, 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 and like, the whole time, like even like during, like, I remember I was like telling myself like, is there any way to get out of this? And great. There was, there was, there was a million. I, I could just go home. I'm an amateur. I'm not getting paid. I could just go home now. I could tell people, I don't feel good. I just shit my pants or whatever I could come up with. But it was like, I, I tell people that was probably the most nervous I've ever been in my life was like those, those minutes, like, you know, waiting for them to come back and grab me. And then they grab me. And then you hear them call your opponent's name and you can see him walk. And you see him get into the, the, uh, the cage. And he looks bigger than he's ever looked at his, And like, you know, I fought it like one yeah. 5, and this guy looked like a, a giant, you know, that was a big, you know, I was pretty big for 155, but he just looked huge and you know, like walking in there. And, I don't know, like we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about fishing, but Jesus, that was like yeah. some like there's nothing else I can describe. It. I don't know what it is about that. Maybe it's just the the kind of competition that it is. Um, I mean, and just knowing, like, I don't know, it just it was the, it was nerve wracking just knowing that because I, I did I did I, I saw you know I would help corner fights and I saw friends get knocked out. I saw friends you know get hurt. I saw things like you know and I. The feel—I don't know—you it, it, know way more about it than I do, but that was just some of the—I've uh, had to describe it. It was, the, it was the worst, most nervous feeling I ever had was going to the cage.
1: Yeah, The 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 best thing you could do as soon as you enter that cage and you've got that that turning that that feeling like oh shit, oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit you know I you know I I could be I could be on a kayak right now fishing, but instead <laughs> I'm getting ready to to beat this guy up in front of thousands of people you have to, what really helps is to know that that guy that's entering the cage to fight you is feeling the exact same thing, exactly. you know? as long as you can real like, this dude is feeling, I, you know, I'm nervous, I know that dude's nervous, but, you know, it's whoever can kind of control that the quickest is right. normally, will start out on a, on a better note, but, you know, yeah, it's, 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 like I said, it's an experience that, uh you know very few people in this world are willing to take you know th- those who do it i think they they come out a bit different you know than having that ability or having that feeling of entering that cage and fighting somebody that you have nothing against <laughs> and you you know he could be a great guy and and you know and donate to charity and his off thing, but you got to get in and you got to beat his butt you know so <laughs> right. uh, it, it's, it's interesting and then you know when when you both guys can get up and shake hands
0: and say, Hey man, good fight. You know, that's, what's really cool. So, right. Right. Well, so let's, uh, exactly what was your journey to get to the kayak? I know you've been, you're a lifelong fisher. I know you're an avid, you like to hunt. You're an outdoorsman guy. So, uh, what was the pill and like, what was, you know, what got you to get into a kayak? I mean, of all the things you could have done, uh, why'd you choose this sport? Um, when I grew up in, so
1: it kind of started way back when I was a kid. Um, I grew up on the Chesapeake Bay and uh, I lived for Chesapeake Bay, man. I loved it. I loved going striper fishing, loved, you know, doing, uh, you know, croaker, red drum, flounder, sea trout, all that stuff. Um, and then uh, a, a good friend of mine, he was a little older guy, and uh, he would bring down these kayaks, these uh, pongo uh, wilderness pongos, and uh, just sit in kayaks. And uh, he would go out and he would throw out two, you know, Rapalas behind him, two rod holders behind him, and he'd just paddle around. And he'd come back with 18, 19, 20-inch fish, which is probably the best eaten striper, and he'd come back like that all the time. I'm like, man, that's really cool. He's like, you want to take this out? So I went out, and I took it out. I did the same thing. I put out, um, you know, a uh, Rapala as well behind me, and, you know, just paddle around. And Sure enough, that thing starts going down. I'm fighting this thing. He's you know, hitting the kayak, and I remember to this day, you know, first fish out of the kayak, and I'm, you know, I'm holding up this striper like this, I'm like, this is great, you know, and then for a while, I, you know, I, I never had a kayak until uh, I moved up in this area, um, and then my very first kayak that I ever bought, and I don't know how I fit in it to this day, was a Potomac 100 ES, this thing, was uh it's just it's a sit in kayak and I swear to god I would sit in the kayak and I'd have about that far from from the water's edge. Like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do anything or else I'd right. have water come in. When I started doing that, worked my way up. Uh, eventually got my first sit on kayak when, when I started doing these um these kayak tourneys. So uh, a good friend of mine, I, I started working at the very first field stream store. And I was there, and this is kind of like a law between my MMA career, and uh, I was working in the section. I actually sold kayaks. I sold uh, Old Town kayaks and uh, a couple other different brands, Wilderness, and uh, uh, a friend of mine now, uh, but this guy come up, and uh, he's looking at these kayaks, and, you know, our job is to go and sell, 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 sell. So I go up to him and he's like, hey, man, you uh, you interested in, uh, you know, this uh, nice old town 10, you know, you want to get in? He's like, he's like, oh, no, no, I'm good. I, I, I got a couple kayaks. He's like, oh, OK. You know, it's like I, I actually fish out of this one myself. You know, I love it. I love going back. It's like, you know, the funny thing is I'm, I'm making this uh, thing. It's called Kayak Anglers. Um, And what it is is a tournament series. And right at that point, they only had one chapter, which was Western Pennsylvania. And he said, uh, why don't you come out sometime and, and try it out? So I came out and didn't catch a fish, didn't put a fish on a board the whole time. But you know what the, 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 fun thing was, was when I got there, I didn't know, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what to do. I I'm looking at all these guys, huge Jackson, fake rigs or, you know, whatever, you know, big kayaks that these guys got all sit on, sit on tops. I'm in a sitting kayak. and. Uh, I, I didn't know what it was gonna be like. I you know, I'm thinking like this is gonna be like Bass Pro and uh we're gonna be, you know, people are gonna be cutting each other off and you know, flicking each other off as they're going down, you know, hey, stay on my spot. You know, what are you using? Screw you and me telling you you know, I didn't know what it was gonna be like. When I got there, everybody was shaking my hands, said Hey man, you know, welcome. You know, this, this is just strictly I mean, yeah, you can win like I think at the pot at that time was like a hundred bucks. He's like, but it's just it was a great way that you know, I got a chance to meet new people, people who have the same passion as I did. And uh, I got a chance to really see their rigs. And then they, they said, yeah, you should really look into getting a sit on top, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up buying one eventually off of one of the guys there. Started making a lot of friends. Um, so it really, kayak fishing is, was kind of like, um, it, it, it opened my eyes up that, that, it's not your normal bass fishing group it's right. not your normal um you know bass pro guys these are just everyday people who love to get out and have a little bit of competition but do it fun i mean i remember i was paddling you know next to somebody and he goes hey man how you doing i was like i haven't got one yet he's like hey you know they're hitting on a you know colorado bladed uh chartreuse bait." you know i'm like oh thanks man you know <laughs> you don't know, I really expect that at a, at a competition event. Right. But uh, after that, I mean, I really loved it. And of course, I kept fighting and I would do it here and there. Right. And then um, eventually I would upgrade my kayaks. And then, um, you know, in 2018, when I retired from the UFC, um, I said, you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to be the best at this right now. I, I need to, to kind of take that competitive edge I had in MMA and kind of implement it into something else in my life. Now, right. kayak fishing is something that's always been like when I was fighting and training and being sore and miserable, waking up miserable, going to sleep miserable. Um, kayak fishing was always kind of like that that thing that kind of reconnected myself. It was almost like a certain way of meditating. You know, right. I would get out, out on, on uh, the lake or river and I would just forget about everything else. Yeah. It was, and it was just me. It was like the guys I was kayaking with. All I'm worried about is what bait is going to, you know, what's going to catch the fish. And, uh, and I, it, I, I utilized that the best way that I could. And I said, you know what, you know, this was, this was healthy for me. You know, this was healthy for, you know, a, a retired professional athlete to, to get in to continue to stay healthy uh, both mentally and physically um, so yeah, th- there was a lot of things that really drew me into kayak fishing, but I think it was just the way that it really centered all the chaos in my life. Right. And then, um, you know, the people that I met around it, uh, that you won't find a better group of individuals than kayak fishermen.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I imagine like, you know, after, you know, experiencing the highs and whatever that you had with, you know, being a UFC fighter, cause it doesn't get much, you know, bigger than that. Um, you know, getting out, like, you probably needed somewhere to go, something to do, you know, because, I mean, one of the things that kayak, you know, Bassfish helped me out was when I got out of the military, you know, I'm not talking about, like, you know, PTSD and all that crazy shit, I'm talking more, like, you know, like, my life was, like, dedicated to, like, this certain thing, everything I did was pretty much dedicated, like, you know, I worked, you know, like, staying in shape, you know, I like to look good, but a lot of it was so I could be successful, so I could be competitive, you know, for the, you know, you know, as far as, like, moving up in rank, being, being accepted in, you know, by, for certain jobs and things like that. So my whole life was like, revolved around this career. Uh, and, and it's not like regular jobs where you can just go nine to five. Like no, this is just, just my life. This is how this, this is it. You know, and uh, it dictates every step of my you know, every step of the way. Uh, and so when I got out and I had to like figure out like how to fill these like certain voids, you know. And I tried things like CrossFit. Jiu- you know, I, I really dug into like Jiu and things like that. But like I'm getting old, and um, the injuries that I've taken were, you know, like 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 trying to be an athlete. Like I said, I'm not saying I was ever a, a great athlete, but I always trained like one, and I always like play, you know, I played games, you know, you athletic games. So, you know, now that I'm like in my mid, I was getting in my mid thirties. I mean, like, I can't, I can't go like I used to. I can't train hard five, six days a week. Um, I gotta find something else to do. And like, you know, also of a sudden, you know, I found a kayak. It's like, oh, I'll start fishing. And then, uh, you know, you start looking into, it, you start researching. Like, holy shit, there's this whole world, this whole sports, and anyone can do it. You can participate. Anyone can participate. And that was like, I guess, like the. uh you know, the nail, the coffee. Like, I can do this. And then, you know, I get into it and, you know, I'm going to tournaments, I'm competing against the, you know, the best in the country, not winning yet, but still, you know, but it, it, it's something that I could put in and I could like, you know, fill this time. And, and I guess that like, the biggest thing is like, be passionate about something again. Cause that's what happened when I first got out of the military was like, I lost, I wasn't passionate about a lot of stuff. And the things I want to be passionate, like I could do them, but I couldn't do them with a certain like intensity where I was getting at like uh you know, whatever that feeling that you get when, you're know, like, you're really working hard and putting yourself into something, because I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I can't run a two-mile or in 12 minutes anymore, I just can't do it, my knee, my knee's blasted, uh, you know, it takes forever to recover now when I do, you know, when I do, when I train real hard, so it was nice to find something that I could still compete in and not kill myself at the same time or, or hurt myself at the same time, and, and, I mean, you can get so lost in the sport of kayak bass fishing, I mean, it's just, there's so much to think about, so much planning, so much preparation, so much, You know, I mean, it's never ending. Like every day I I do something that has to do, whether I'm fishing or planning to go fish or or looking at a tournament in the the near future. I'm always involved in this. And it's just something that I can just be passionate about. I guess the biggest word I would say is being passionate about something.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's like, uh, you know, it's not it's not hard for me to go and spend a lot of money on this sport, man, because it is like it's just one of those things like, you know, I need a new fishing rod. You know, back in the day, I would have never told myself that (laughs) but now that I'm in it. And I have so much passion for it. Yeah. Um, like you said, you know, when you were in the military, you know, you it, it felt like, you know, I felt like you had had like purpose. You had right. you had significance. And, and th- this was something I've been been kind of dealing with a lot lately, too. You know, when you get out of, um, you know, something as high as being in the military or being at the UFC and, and dealing with all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you just hit a brick wall it's and it's gone. just like, you're done. It's like, you know, and then you, you kind of feel like your notoriety is, has, has lost its value. You're, you know, and like I said before, you're, you struggle to find significance after that. And as a, as a, um, professional athlete, many, many people fall into depression. And I, I was getting to that point where I was, I was I started drinking. I started, you know, I started going out, you know, partying and I was waking up with hangovers all the damn time. I was just eating whatever the hell I wanted and not working out. And I was just doing all this. It was a really unhealthy way to gain significance. And um, what I was doing, I was I was being an instructive matter to myself, you know, whether or not I'm trying to gain significance of, of, of me, maybe lashing out on people that i love and stuff like that and i said i can't keep doing that and said i'm focusing on kayak fishing because i I think that number one that's where i feel a bit of significance and purpose um also the the people in that sport and around you will lift you up you know even on your work Days in a tournament, man. These guys will will still be like, man, let's go to the bar, let's get a, cu- a couple beers, let's hang out, you know, whatever like that. And we'll talk about, you know, what worked and what didn't work. And you know, it it was it made you stop thinking about, you know, like for me, it made me stop thinking that I used to be a usc fighter. I used to have a camera in my face. I used to, you know, do movies and stuff like that. And now I'm, you know what i considered blah you know it's just it. so right. yeah with kayak fishing it, it gave me a bit of a purpose something to look forward to um some significance in what i feel in my life
0: nice yeah that, yeah I, I feel that too i mean it's it, it, i guess it's one of the best things you really can when you look at like some of the other things like uh like say the big bat the big boat world or it's hard to get those things because there's a lot of money that goes into it and there's a lot of and i'm sure you've done it the comp- like the, the um the attitude towards it is different. Like, I mean, like I remember one time I was at the uh, the Gander Mountain here, and there's a guy with his cool jersey, and he had his his glitter boat outside, and I went to go talk to him, and it was just like he wasn't really giving me a lot. But every time I talk to a kayak angler, I might get a hug. I wasn't expecting a hug, <laughs> but I, I I might get a hug and say, hey, welcome to the tournament, bro. Uh, you know, and it's it just you never know. And like it's like it's the most I guess nicest way of competing that I've ever been involved in where it's like, yeah, do I want to go out there and crush everyone? Do I want to take all their money? Yeah. <laughs> but I also want to go have beers with them afterwards and, yeah. and shoot the shit and share stories or have my podcast or whatever. But it's a, it's like the nicest way of competing that I've ever been involved in. It's just like it's addictive. Like I just love being around these people. I love doing this kind of tournament. And if it wasn't for the community, I don't know if this would be as fun as what it is, you know, for me. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. The community in itself is what what drew me, as well as I, I've gotten a few other guys into kayak fishing. A um, couple, of, you know, a good buddy of mine uh, this year has jumped into kayak fishing. Has just went absolutely, you know, full steam ahead on it. Went and bought a bonafide, and you know, I mean, this guy is just going crazy. But you know, he'll he'll tell you too. It's like it, it's it's a fun competition. It's a competition that, yeah when you go and you win it feels great and people start recognizing you for being a good fisherman but also if you were to lose it doesn't feel bad if you lost you know it's like it, it doesn't feel it doesn't make you feel crappy it does, it's not like the Boat tournaments you're putting in you know a thousand dollars to fish you're, you're not losing a thousand dollars kayak fishing i mean you might put in you know a 200 <laughs> bucks to fish some of the big ones but um you know it, it's it's not so hard to take a loss you know in this sport
0: so so you uh you just if i'm not mistaken i was creeping on your uh your instagram you just recently did uh the susky right that was your first like national uh, tournament a uh, two-day tournament at that um what was that like? That's a uh, it's a bucketless mine. I was gonna go down to that, but because of the whole COVID thing, like the sussy just scares me. Like, I mean, I I, I talked to a lot of people about it. It's one of those places where I feel like, you know, as far as where I'm at as a you know, angler, it's like it's not like going to a lake or like something that I could relate to. But like people were telling me like there's dangerous areas, there's shallow, there's deep, and I'm just like I don't know, and I can't I couldn't really get down there and do like a, a proper uh, practice. So I'm like ah, I probably should this one out but uh it's still my bucket list i mean why wouldn't i yeah. want to go catch a, a giant smallmouth and you know knee deep water but uh you know what was your whole feeling with it i mean you did it pretty good i mean 25th if i'm not mistaken out of everybody uh which is it was just good i mean that's there's a lot of people behind 25 they would love to been you know, be, be ahead of it so what was your whole yeah. feeling about the whole the whole experience
1: man i uh i really liked it a lot um Yeah, it was kind of pricey to enter. I think it was like $250 uh, entry fee. But, uh, you know, I I got a chance to kind of test my mettle against, you know, some of the the best kayak fishermen around. I mean, there were people coming up from Florida, Nebraska, um, you know, Texas. And I'm like, wow. I mean, this is just the Susquehanna. But, you know, and I I only live about three hours from it. Um, But um, the Susquehanna is definitely – Susquehanna is is it'll either love you or hate you you know right. and it use the same damn thing over and over again and and one day it'll work and the next day it doesn't um it's really it, small mouth in a uh, shallow water is really really susceptible to the way that the sun is to the way that the the wind blows that just a slight variation of temperatures those fish can move all over the place um but um it will it was, it was cool, and I uh, got a chance to do it with a couple of friends, and uh, we went out and, like you said, um, you know, I, I didn't do too bad. The first day, um, I was pretty far back. I think it was in 50th 50, uh, place, and then eventually moved up to 25 the next day. Um, and I found a pattern. Of course, I always found, a, I always find a pattern about, you know, two hours before that's the end of the tournament. So it's kind of a thing. Um, and, uh, it, it, it was fun and it was cool. And, and I got a chance to kind of converse with a lot of the bigger guys there too. Um, and I, when I was doing this too, I thought maybe, maybe since it's a bigger tournament, these guys are going to be kind of like, you know, assholes and, you know, not, but a lot of the guys were sharing their stuff. A lot of guys were like, yeah, you know, I, I did pretty well, you know, using this and stuff like that. So for me, um, oh, actually this is. This is, for Suski. This has been a my bait that has absolutely crushed them this year. Um, it's a Z-Man um, Hula Stick. Okay. So this dude, I have gotten. Well, I've won two tournaments so far on on this just this bait alone. The smallmouth absolutely love this, um, and it, that, that's all I caught him on. Um, the guy that did win it though, is was kind of weird. So I learned something. Um, we had a heck of a rainstorm. It was super low, super low. Um, we went and pre-fished it. And as we pre-fished it, it started pouring down. And so we ended up getting off the water and then all night, it just rained and rained and rained. And literally the river was split in two. There's like clear and then there's just milk, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it, it was strange. First thing in the morning, I would go and I looked and I said, I know there's fish in that, you know, dirty water, but it's like really hard to fish, man. It's like, I, I you know, you're not confident with it. I, I threw a couple times over there. I did manage a couple fish right off the bat using a uh, yum finger, a uh, yum finger uh, that had a chartreuse tail on it. Anyways, it, it did really well. I was like, okay, okay. Uh, I know there's bass in there, but how am I going to get them to see them? You know, and I, I can't just keep fishing the same spot. I gotta move and I don't think I'm gonna cover enough area. So I kept fishing a lot of the clear water. Well the uh the guy that won it ended up fishing nothing but the muddy water and all he used was a spinnerbait. He just <laughs> threw spinnerbait in there. Just just kept and, and I was thinking that too. I had one tied on. I had a nice I had a nice eighteen inch that popped off on a spinnerbait in the clear water. I was like, Man, I bet you I can go over there. I bet you this those fish aren't gonna be they're going to be um, easier to target because, you know, when you got such a clear water and it's knee-high, knee the Susquehanna, I mean, you have to make casts long, you know, because right. you, you don't just spook those fish all the time. There's jet boats coming up and down all the time, too. So, yeah, the Susquehanna can be kind of challenging, especially if you haven't fished it before. But every time I'm there, man, I learn something new about that river. Um, but in hindsight, man, I, I loved it. I the loved the uh, – the using attorney X was actually my first time using attorney X. Um, I love that app. Um, I love the competition. There was a heck of a lot of people had a good opportunity to win a lot of money. Um, I'm going to do it again. Whenever they come back, I think, uh, bass nation is coming here in October. I already got signed up for the Susky. So if you're looking to fish the Susky, let me know, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, me and my buddy will be there. We'll, uh, we'll link up and, uh show you the ropes i mean it's not it's not, it's, it's not make sure make sure make sure i don't
0: die that's all i ask man
1: no <laughs> it's not like that i mean there, there's some little there's some little rapids and stuff like it, it only gets bad with if it's like high water right. if it's low water fine you're just gonna bump into stuff but um and it's really not that bad but uh, like i said man we're, we're gonna be up there i think it's october i want to say october um 13th or, or something like that somewhere around that date bass nation is coming coming there so now, um,
0: ha, has this changed your um i mean this is your first national event if i'm not mistaken like are you are you hooked are we going to see more of you are you thinking about traveling like, like you know you know, covid be damned uh, you're gonna start tra- you gonna start you're gonna start traveling more and, and chasing these things down have you got bitten by the bug are you going to be a gym living out of your vehicle moving from i'm just kidding but uh you know that's 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 you know it's, it's a lifestyle you know um but do you think that this is something you want to like really push if i'm not mistaken i think i saw you i'm looking at signing up for uh for uh for bass in uh november so i'm pretty sure i saw you on there as well but you know is this what we're gonna do now are we gonna travel the country and and try to you know try to cash checks and crush, <laughs> crush, crush hearts and souls or whatever well we're gonna do we're gonna do what we can. I just uh I just got married, so um Yeah, I had uh, to, I had to ask the wife for uh, November. I'm like, baby, can I please do it? <laughs> she's she's like, Yes, Josh, you can do it. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, I, I think that's something, I think that's the next level I do
1: need to take it to. Um and I the last year was when I really started getting into it. I fished every tournament of a part of my chapter and uh we had five five uh uh five events each year and uh i ended up winning a chapter i, I won a boat won quite a few uh, dollars from it too and uh you know got a chance to fish the susky for the angler of the year it took six at that tournament um so i i did pretty well in a local scene but i think now it's i kind of want to just i'm still doing a local scene in fact I'm a part of a uh, part of the leadership group now for my chapter here at Kayak Anglers of uh, Laurel Highlands. Um, and uh, so I, I kind of help out a little bit with, with the tournaments and everything, but um, I'm still doing that. But uh, of course I want to start doing more national events and utilizing things that I learned in the local events and kind of implementing it into there. Um, so, uh chickamauga is definitely has it, always been a bucket list uh lake yeah you're sorry cats trying to eat my pizza um so the uh chickamauga has always been a bucket list lake for me to go to i mean i i they got florida strain bass in there mixing up with the the normal tennessee bass and making this hybrid that i really want to get into and um at the same time it's uh Some of the best fish there. Jacob Wheeler lives next there. I mean, these guys are going there and fishing and and winning these big money tournaments. It's like I want to have the opportunity to fish the same waters they do and and maybe maybe catch the same type of fish those guys catch. Um, I'd love to get uh love to get some notoriety on a national level. I like be like, who the heck is this Adam Milstead kid? Uh, he took fourth place at the you know Chickamauga. We never even heard him. You know, so I'd love to do that. And so I'm going to start doing more of these because, you know, it's fun. It's, it's kind of like I'm taking that competitive edge. I dealt with in an MMA and, and putting it into kayak fishing. And that was the same thing. I started amateurs with the pros and, you know, made the big leagues. So,
0: right. Well, cool, man. We'll wrap this thing up soon. I just got a few more questions. Uh, let's just go ahead and say uh, next year, going looking good. COVID's been cured. You know, we didn't, we survived the civil war or whatever, whatever. <laughs> uh, 2020 was a good year for us. Uh, what are some of the things you would like to see? Uh, some of the goals that you would like to have in place for like 2021. 2021, I I got to get a pedal drive. That's number
1: one. You know, okay. on, on a yep. realistic uh, kind of view.
0: Um,
1: for me, um, I'd like to be more in a leader, more of a leadership role within the local community. Uh, I'd like to actually help if I can find people. To get into kayak fishing if i can bring a couple more people in next year i mean that that's it's just like honey man it's like as long as you get these people in it there's always going to be passion there's always going to be a need for it um and then next year man i, I want to do the big tournaments i want to make a name for myself um you know i i started a little um instagram youtube channel it's called the straight yakt okay um i i started that up i'd like to see some something come from there um i am a part of a, a host of something called the thirsty outdoorsman which is a uh it's an outdoor channel that um uh, me and my buddy had created and he's an amazing video editor and uh we we've uh gotten in touch with a lot of local guides and um you know we travel all over the place to montana we go hunting we fish do a lot of duck hunting and that and, and that's another thing too is that uh, I'm implementing a different type of kayak use. So what I'm doing is I'm doing kayak duck hunting and yep. uh, a lot of people.
0: It's my bucket list. I want to, I, I want to try it too. but yeah, it's, um, it's
1: great. I mean, you don't technically really need a dog. You're just sitting in a kayak and, you know, I think, uh, was a yak attack makes a, um, uh, a max five cover for any type of kayak out there. So you could be covered up and pretty concealed, and just sit in your kayak and wait for the ducks, shoot them, paddle out, grab them, you know. So um, stuff like that. Man, I, I have a list of things that I want to accomplish. You know, COVID has really, um, has really intrigued my motivation. To you know, I'm hoping, I'm praying that this is done and we can just go back to normal and we start partying, having a good time, fishing, yes. kicking ass all that stuff man so
0: cool man uh just take this time right now to go if you want to thank anyone that makes fishing easy for you or put any plugs or anything like that i usually give people the the chance to do that and then we'll wrap it up bro yeah all
1: right guys uh again my name is adam milstead um josh thank you so much for having me on your show man i appreciate you for allowing me to get my story out there i'd be happy to come on again and talk um and also thank you for your service as well to the country um And then uh, if you guys did want to find me, uh, you can just at Adam Milstead on Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, all that stuff. Hit me up. Message me. I love to talk about anything about fishing. Uh, I have no sponsors yet in fishing, but maybe one of these days uh, I'll, I'll make my way through the ranks and get that opportunity. But until then, I'm just a freelance type of guy having fun, hoping I kick ass on a kayak
0: and... And uh, meet new people, all that good stuff. So, Cool, Adam, man. I appreciate you coming on. I know it's a little late, but uh, we got it done. And uh, I think it was a good show. And uh, I look forward to see what happens with you. Uh, as long as we're still in this, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk again. Yeah, absolutely, man. Sounds good. All right, bro. Have a good night.
1: You uh, too.